0: Hey, 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 what is happening, everyone? It's your boy, Kyle, and we are back for a very special two-part episode. So if you are one of my regular listeners, I gotta say a big apology. Life has been crazy right now. Um, Just in the midst of everything going on, I totally was unable to record and, and publish last week's podcast. One thing that I've really focused on is getting a podcast released every single Sunday and last week I just couldn't get it done in time. So here's what I am promising to you this week is we are launching a two-part series. So you're gonna get a double feature Two podcasts are going to get released this Sunday. And uh, let me just tell you, they're going to be phenomenal. We're changing up a little bit of the format of the way we do things. There's going to be some really good uh, learning and education in this. So, first of all, I just want to give a big apology uh, in part one here about hey, sorry that I was unable to get that podcast released on Sunday, but I hope you enjoy two podcasts in a row here as both of them match together. So, here's going to be uh, what we're talking about in today's podcast. So today's podcast is going to start out with a new section we're going to be uh, that I'm going to be doing every single Sunday is just a little bit of what's new section, right? Just telling you some of the new updates that is happening in my life or that I think are very cool around the world. Just a short little section that's talking about, hey, here's what's going on. Then we are going to end the episode with a new section of Q&A. We're going to be doing a question and answer section at the end of every episode sent in by listeners like you. So if you have questions that you'd like answered, I've already gotten a few, but feel free to send them in. I'd love to see them on Instagram. You can follow me at Kyle curbs k y l e k i r b s um, or send me a message on Facebook or leave a review send an email whatever works for you but we're going to be doing a new Q and A section i'm really excited about some of the questions that were sent in for that and then in the middle so part 1 is going to be uh first obviously and <laughs> then we're going to have part 2 we're going to be talking about Jim Rohn's the 12 pillars now if you've ever heard never heard of Jim Rohn before he is a phenomenal philosopher that really talks about growth talks about personal development, talks about being successful at life. And one of the books he wrote was called The 12 Pillars. So in this two-part episode, episode one, I'm gonna be going over the first six uh, six pillars of the 12 pillars. And then in episode uh, number two, we're gonna be doing pillars seven through 12. Um, but they're all gonna be about success in life how to become uh, a successful person in whatever you're looking to be endeavor, uh, whether it be a parent or a business person or a a coach or an entrepreneur, or the the list can go on and on. Um, Great husband, great wife, whatever it may be for you, that's what we're going to be focusing on in the 12 pillars. So a lot of the material that I'm going to be talking about in these two episodes, you can find in the book, the 12 pillars. So if you've read that book before, a lot of this is going to sound like recap, like a summarization, and I'm going to be adding in some of my own thoughts and storytelling in with the 12 pillars, um, for this podcast. So, uh, turn it up in the headphones, (laughs) relax, grab some notes, whatever you're doing, turn it up in the car and let's get ready for this two-part double feature. Newly prepared, a big apology for missing last week's episode, this week's podcast of the Life Well Lived Podcast. Hi guys, I'm Kyle Kirby, an entrepreneur, speaker, and friend, and welcome to Life Well Lived, a podcast designed to give you the ins and outs, the goods, and what you need to scale your life to the next level. I am incredibly excited to start talking about this new section because I think it's kind of fun. You know, we talk a lot about fitness and nutrition and personal development on this podcast, and I'm very excited to just share with you guys a little bit about how my thought process works. Things that are going on in my life, things that are going on in my world, things that I think are important or interesting in the world. So uh, we're going to just have a fun for a few minutes at the beginning of each episode. Uh, Maybe if it's short, if maybe I haven't had a lot going on or uh, maybe a little longer if I tell you some fun stories. But I tell you what, here is what is going on in my world this week. So we've got obviously like, you know, my hair is growing really long. I live in Wisconsin and we are starting to have things open up from COVID, which is cool, right? Uh, my gym opened up this week, which I'm going to tell you guys all about. Super exciting. I'm sorry if your gym has not opened up your this uh, so far and, and maybe uh, that me saying that brings up a little jealousy or something, (laughs) but um, I'm super excited about that. But first of all, let's talk about haircuts. I don't know about you guys, but man, my hair is getting long. I have an, an an amazing hairstylist. So um, my hairstylist, if you guys are living in the Blacker Falls area is Kelly Neiman over at Studio 107. You guys have to check them out. They're amazing. I also go tanning there right before any summer vacations. Haven't been able to do either one for a while. So luckily I was able to get a haircut right at the beginning of quarantine, but man, And that was probably, uh, what is it, six, seven weeks ago, maybe even almost eight weeks ago at this point. And uh, it is time for another haircut. So as I'm recording this episode, I got a hat on and I'm just thinking to myself, man, my hair is getting long. So my wife, she was uh, really fortunate. She got her hairstylist to make up like a home kit for her. And so she wanted to get her hair dyed during quarantine. So her hairstylist made up this mixture um, and then uh, she was able to like do her hair herself. and and get like the color and all that sort of stuff back into it. Cover up uh, a few grays. I'm sorry, Beth, giving giving a little shout out there. Both my wife and I were 27 years old and we're starting to get all these grays. So uh, maybe that's a side effect of being a business owner or something, all the stress. No, I'm joking. But uh, she was able to get her hair done. She she looks beautiful always, but especially right now, she's got her hair done, uh, done did right. And she looks amazing. And I'm just sitting over here and I feel like, I, I'm gonna look like Bon Jovi here soon or something with this long hair and um, and, and you know I, I don't know if there's any other guys out there that listen but it's like even shaving right maybe you girls maybe it's the legs or something but I feel like my shaving has been so inconsistent in quarantine where like I don't necessarily so let me tell you guys in my job right now, I'm in transition, so normally when I work as an herbalife distributor, uh, we work inside of nutrition clubs, right? And so we we serve people on a daily basis. Well, right now I'm in transition, and that's kind of part of what's going on in today's world. Is my wife and I are building out a new nutrition club that's looking to open up in June, maybe mid to late June. We're looking to open up or sooner, and so I'm not spending like every single day in front of people right now. A lot of times I'm working from home. I'm building out one of the nutrition clubs, all that sort of stuff. So um, that's been uh, because I've been doing that so much right now, I haven't uh, needed to shave as much, right? Even my hair, it, it hasn't been terrible because I haven't been in front of a lot of clients. So there will be days, I, I'll go like a week without shaving and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm meeting with a client tomorrow. I'm meeting and I got to shave all of a sudden, you know? So it, it's funny how that happens. And I don't know if you females out there, I don't know how how shaving your legs goes, but maybe you guys are feeling the exact same thing where it's like, whoo, haven't quite shaved my legs. For a while, so whether it's your face or your legs, um, I need to start getting more into a consistent regimen. Because here's the thing: I'm not a scientist, I'm not an expert, but it seems like things are starting to open up. I know living here in Wisconsin, um, things have started opening up, and it seems like more people are out and about. Um, We got Memorial Day weekend coming up here soon, and, and it seems like more and more people are getting excited, getting revved up for that. Now, hopefully, I'm right in that. Hopefully, things are about over when it comes to the quarantine, and everyone can be safe. But maybe not. Maybe things. uh, um, We still need a little bit of time, but I'll tell you what I'm most excited about is the gyms are opened up and I'm very excited. I went to the gym four times this week. Absolutely loved it Um, because we have been in quarantine. I've been doing a lot of bodyweight exercises. And and if you're not familiar with the human body, (laughs) let me tell you a little bit about it. The body is very adaptive. I've talked about this on a few podcasts. And so when you've been rocking with one thing for a while, one of the best things you can do is switching it up, right? And there's some experts that um recommend even switching up your exercise in like blocks like Four to eight weeks, every four to eight weeks, you should be switching up your programming, right? And one of the best things you can do for switching up your programming, for example, if you spent like I did six weeks doing bodyweight exercises, one of the best things to do for muscle growth is to switch it up into low reps. So I ended up finding kind of like a strongman powerlifting routine online. I think it's Jim Wendler's 531 is what it's called. And it's just lifting heavier weights. And I'll tell you, I absolutely loved it. So um, like Monday was a shoulder emphasis day. Tuesday was deadlift, uh, Thursday was bench press, Friday was a squat day, and a little bit of soreness, soreness this week. My body wasn't quite used to it. I got a knot a little bit in my back, as I uh, I think on deadlift day, maybe, may, maybe should have warmed up a little bit more. But it has been good. It has felt good to get back. So for those of you that uh, are already back at your gym, I know you guys are loving it as much as me. And for those of you that aren't quite back at the gym yet, uh, I I hope and pray to to the Lord Almighty that you guys can get back to the gym soon, if you love going to the gym as much as I do. So I know there's a few of you out there that definitely love going to the gym as much as I do. And so hopefully this uh, whole Uh, quarantine ends, that things open back up. I know I've heard Minnesota, uh, they're going to be opening up like June 1st. So uh, yeah, I think we're all in the same boat. We need haircuts. We need to shave more. We need to work out more and uh, get going. So that will be my update for this week. Just kind of going on, uh, what's going on in quarantine, what's going on with uh, COVID, what's going on in my life. So let's jump into the goods of the podcast with the first six parts, first six parts. Pillars of the 12 Pillars by Jim Rohn. So if you know me, one of the things I talk about often is personal development. And one of the greatest philosophers, one of the greatest teachers of personal development was Jim Rohn. Now, Fortunately for me, and fortunately for the company I work with, Jim Rohn has impacted a lot of people, but later on in his career, he actually decided to partner up with Herbalife, and because of his relationships that he had with, with our CEO at the time, with our founder and all this sort of stuff, he, he spent his much of his, the later part of his life teaching a lot of herb life distributors. And so he always has held a very special place in our life. But if you listen to a lot of successful people these days, I know one of the ones that jumps to my mind right away is Darren Hardy, who's written books like The Compound Effect and The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. Um, he was a really big philosopher for them as well and really teaching the basics. One of the things that Jim Rohn always taught was there really is only a handful of important things in life like there's only a few things that done consistently will produce results will produce success in whatever endeavors you're going through whether it be relationships or business or money or or whatever it might be right and he always talks about like people try to come out with new and improved things all the time and and that's like saying that check out this new and improved antique well, that, that makes you stop and question things for a second. A new and improved antique, that, that doesn't sound right. And neither do a lot of the new things these days. Because if you do personal development long enough, I remember this is something I realized years ago that a lot of the books out there, a lot of the podcasts, a lot of the the things out there to help you grow all center center around a few core concepts. There There's not like a thousand things to learn to be successful. They all boil down to a few core concepts, that those few core concepts can just be taught, learned, and, and spoken about in different ways. In in fact, thousands of different ways. That's why there's new books that come out, new podcasts that come out. One of the things I, I had a fear, you know, these are just my own insecurities. I had a fear of talking about like starting my own podcast was am I going to run out of things to say? I, I don't know. I don't know that much. I, I just kind of have these few core philosophies of my life. And the fact of the matter is there is literally thousands, maybe even millions of ways to talk about these different core philosophies. And the 12 pillars is a famous one. It is one of Jim Rohn's book. He co-writes it with someone else. I'm blanking on that right now. But he talks about there's 12 pillars of life that if you're looking for success, if you're looking for good relationships, if you're looking for uh, the good life, right, the a life well lived, that there's 12 core philosophies, 12 core pillars that you can build your life on. So what we're going to be doing in this episode is going over the first six of those pillars so that you guys can learn them. Now, again, if you'd like an in-depth approach, I recommend reading The 12 Pillars by Jim Rohn. But we're going to be going over the first six today, um, some of my thoughts on them, and uh, learning about them together. So number one on The 12 Pillars, well, let let me tell you this. Let me set up the book. The book is actually set up in a fun way. Because it's actually told from a story format where there's this guy that his car breaks down on the side of the road, you know, unhappy in life. Of course, you can add a a car breaking down to the list of things that are going wrong. And he ends up stumbling upon this house, which is really nice. Like it's owned by uh, obviously a wealthier person, it's on a beautiful property. And he ends up meeting like the gardener of of the place, right? The person that works the grounds. And the guy starts talking about the man that owns the place is the successful entrepreneur, has been great in business. Business speaks around the world, all this sort of stuff. And um, he believes in 12 pillars on how to live your life. So basically, this guy whose car broke down, he goes back to this guy's house like weekly to learn a new pillar and starts applying the pillars to his life. And things start changing and things start being better for him. And that's actually like one of the first few pillars um, is basically for things to change, you have to change. For things to get better, you have to get better. We'll jump into that in a second. But that's the key. Okay. So the book is set up of here's the 12 pillars. The key of why the guy was able to start changing his life is application. So that's why I wanna start before we get into the 12 pillars is we're gonna go through the first six today. But the key, and this is with anything in life, y'all, but the key is actually practicing them. It's going through the first six we go over in this podcast and actually start applying them to your life. Focusing on them on a day-to-day basis. Applying them, and it won't happen overnight, but as you'll see in one of the other pillars, like you can start changing a few things overnight. And that's really amazing. So as we go through these, take notes, re-listen to this podcast because these 12 pillars, the first six today really will change your life, but only if you put them into practice. So number one of the 12 pillars is personal development. Yeah, 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 Kyle. I've heard this enough times. Well, we're going to say it again because it's that important in your life because you have to ask yourself outside of this podcast. And I'd consider this a personal development podcast. Outside of this podcast, are you reading books? Are you listening to other podcasts? Are you listening to audios, YouTube videos? Are you doing the things you need to do to become personally developed? Because here's how personal development works. is You can only achieve the level of success in your current endeavors. Again, it doesn't mean money necessarily. It can be, but it can be in your career it can be in your relationships, it can be as a mom or dad, it can be as a husband, wife, it can be as a child, it can be whatever you're looking. You can only achieve the level of success in your said field that your personal development level is at, okay? So for example, you might have spikes sometimes in your income, we'll use income because I feel like income is the best example. Let's say you're an entrepreneur, you're going, you can have spikes, right? You could get lucky with something, But your income level, your paycheck will always even back out at your personal development level. That's tough, right? And so you have to ask yourself, what type of earner am I? Am I a $100,000 a year earner or am I a $30,000 a year earner? Okay. And now don't take this too seriously. There's a lot of very successful people that might be earning $34,000 a year in love and loving what. So you got to take this for what it means to you. This might be relationships. It might be your career. It might be an income. Doesn't matter. But for example purposes, your income will never outgrow your own personal development. So in order to have more, in order to see more, in order to do more, you have to become more. Personal development things aren't too expensive. You just can't afford them. I think something I really practiced doing a few years ago that I really started to stop doing, I practiced stopping, was saying that something was too expensive because it's not too expensive. It's not too expensive to Mark Zuckerberg or Jeff Bezos or any of the millionaire billionaires of the world. It's just too expensive to me. There's no such thing as too expensive. Expense is relative. So, I'm to change my languaging, you know, to make myself feel a little better is I don't value this right now. This isn't of value to me, which is true. That item isn't too expensive. It just isn't of value to me. Or I have to ask myself, instead of like, is is this expensive or not? What is the value to me? What is the value of this item to you? Because things aren't too expensive. You just can't afford them or you can't afford them yet. And so in order to reach higher levels of income or higher levels of relationships or higher levels in your career or whatever it may be for you, you have to become more. Jim Rohn is famous for saying, for things to change, you have to change. For things to get better, you have to get better. You have to become more because you're going to hit lucky, right? You might land the lucky job. You might get the lucky relationship." You might get lucky for a while, but your income, relationships, career, whatever it may be for you will always come back down to where your personal development is at. And so in order to have more, do more, see more, you have to become more. If you want things to get better, you have to get better. If you want things to change in your life, you have to change. Well, Kyle, but you don't understand. What about my mom or dad? Mm -mm, Nope. For things to get better, you have to get better. Well, you know, but what about the government or what about the president? Mm Mm-mm. For things to get better, you have to get better. Well, what about the taxes or the COVID? Or for, the, for things to get better, you have to become more. You have to become more. And how do we become more? We have to learn from the best. We have to read the books, listen to the podcasts, go to the conferences, watch the YouTube videos. We have to learn from those that already have what we have. And let me take a second to say, when it comes to personal development, quit taking advice from people that you wouldn't switch places with. Don't listen to people that have less than you. If you want to become financially independent, don't take advice from someone in debt. If you would not switch your bank accounts with that person, don't take advice from them. If you would not switch relationship statuses with that person, don't take advice from them. If you would not switch kids with that person, don't take advice from them. That may be a weird one because switching your kids, but you get the point. Don't take advice from people that are not successful in what you're looking to become successful from, but learn from the best. Learn from people that have done the thing you want to do. Learn from a a guy or gal that have an amazing relationship with their husband or wife, and you want to have that. You want to have a certain physical fitness? Learn from someone who's done that, okay? You can learn some things from people that are still on the journey or some things, but like if someone is like, if I want to become a millionaire, I'm not going to take advice from someone making $100,000 a year. I, I, I might learn some things from them for sure, but I'm not going to listen to everything they say, but I am going to listen a little bit more closer to someone who's been there, done that, and has the success that I want. So personal development, become more. Whatever you're going for, it will never outgrow your current personal development level. So focus on personal development. Pillar number two is your health and well-being. Your health and well-being is a three-dimensional monster. I'll use the term monster that means it has three components three parts and you need all three to be healthy in order to have a total well-being and that is the body which is physical the soul which includes your intellect emotions and will and your spirit which is the part of you that transcends the world we currently live in the outside of you and the inside need to reflect the same so for example if you look very very good on the outside Pretty face, good clothes, six pack, whatever your definition of looking good on the outside is, your inside better match that. You better be kind to other people. You better be reading the books on leadership and communication. You better be coming more. Be who you really are. And focus on growing those three areas. If, If you are not at your ideal self when it comes to your physical body, work on that. You don't need to be at your ideal self now. You don't need to lose all the weight now or get the six pack now or or be the completely healthiest person now, but you need to be working towards that. You need to eat the veggies. You need to drink the water. You need to go on the walks. You need to go to the gym and work out. You need to do those things because that's what is going to take care of your physical, your body. When it comes to your soul, your intellect, emotions, and will, you need to take care of those things. You need to Focus on the books, the podcasts, the relationships that are going to help your emotions the most. How can you grow your current intellect, grow your mind, become more in your mind? How can you help your will becoming stronger willed? Will is is something that can be practiced and grown like any muscle. In fact, all three, your intellect, emotions, and will can be grown just as much as any muscle Wood for the body. That's why these are all interconnected. You got to work your physical body as much as you do your emotions and intellect and will, and then of course your spirit. Is your spirit taken care of? Are you reading? Are you communing? Are you doing the things that fill your spirit, that commune with your with your Creator? Are you doing those things? Are you taking care of the three parts of you that matter most? Is one of them lacking? Are you really good at taking care of the body and really good at taking care of your intellect, emotions, and will, but you haven't had a spiritual connection? Are you really good at the spiritual connection, but you're lacking in the body? You need all three to be working for you. So, all three need to be worked on. You can't neglect one or two for the other or others. All three work in conjunction together. And so, your health and total well being is the second of the pillars because you need to become more physically internally, and in your spirit. And when you do that, your whole body will be working together for the greater good and to help you become the best version of yourself. Pillar number three is relationships. Building strong relationships. Relationships are the backbone of our society. And when I think of relationships, I like to think of my yard. You could think of a garden. But there comes a point at the beginning of a relationship, at the beginning of a garden, at the beginning of the season when it comes to growing your lawn, that things must be cultivated. Things need to be grown, whether this is a relationship with husband-wife, with kids, whether it be with business partners, co-workers, leaders, whatever it may be for you, relationships need to be cultivated. And once they're cultivated and once they're growing, then it takes maintenance. Because here's the thing with, with the garden, right? You could take all the time in the world. Sometimes that's the easy part, right? All the time in the world, preparing the garden, I'm going to get the best soil and I'm going to find the best seeds and I'm going to take my time meticulously planting each seed and making perfect rows. And I'm going to water it. And I'm going to build a perfect little perfect little wall. And, and I'm going to keep the bunnies out by building a fence around it. And I'm going to make it the most beautiful looking garden. And it's going to be prepped. And, and you spend an entire weekend, maybe even an entire week, prepping this garden. You plant it. You water You get it ready. Job well done. And then do you just leave it for the rest of the summer? Do you just ignore it? Do you just go on to other things and never come back to it and just wait for it to be harvested? Wait for when you need it? No, that's not how this works. You don't just wait until the flowers are bloomed or the veggies are bloomed. You have to go out and maintain that garden. Maintain that yard. You have to maintain relationships. And it's the maintenance that oftentimes is the most work. Usually the growing of the relationship, that's fun. That's easy. Let's go out for the weekend and plant a garden. Great. It's in the daily discipline of the maintenance that causes that garden to grow, watering it every day, pulling out the weeds, giving it the food it needs, giving it the sunshine it needs, giving it the nutrition and the love that that garden needs. And that's what's going to bloom your cucumbers. That's what's going to bloom your excellent relationship. The love, the love that just isn't temporary with your husband, wife, kids, whatever it may be but the love that is everlasting. And any sort of relationships we have, and this is why pillar number three is so important. Any type of relationships we have need to be cultivated and then maintained. And it's in the maintenance that makes all the difference in the world. Your relationship with your creator has to be maintained. Your relationship with your husband and wife has to be maintained. So what you need to start thinking of yourself, for yourself, is what are the things I need to do to maintain that relationship? Do I need to send a text? To my mom or dad? Do I need to give them a call, see how they're doing? Do I need to send a message or plan a date with one of my siblings? These are reflections I have on myself. I don't talk to my mom, dad, and siblings as much as I wish I did. Life gets busy, things happen. It's not bad, but I know I need to focus on those things. And I'm sure you guys might be like that too. You get busy, right? It, life gets busy, and it's not bad things kids and work and, and growth and whatever it might be. But you got to remember to maintain those relationships. No matter how busy I may be, I still got to go out and water that yard. No matter how busy I I may be, I need to go out and weed that garden. Take out the negativity. I need to give it the good food. Give it the good fuel. And that's how we build good, strong relationships. Pillar number four is goal setting. Goal setting is something we've talked about a lot on the Life Well Live podcast. In fact, we dedicated an entire episode to goal setting and how to do it. We gave you a step-by-step process how to do it. I believe that's episode two or three. So go back, listen to that episode if you want to learn more about goal setting. But goal setting is so important and here's why. Well, let me tell you this first. First of all, when it comes to goal setting, write down your goals, writing them down, like physically on a piece of paper brings them into reality. And that's so important for whatever goals you have. So often we have these things in our mind, but we're not specific about it, right? I want to make more money. I want a better job. I want better relationships. Yeah. But what specifically do you want? I want to hear, I want to make X amount of money. I want this specific job, and here's what I expect to get from this job. I want this specific type of relationship, and here's how I want that relationship to go. Here's what I'm looking for. So write down your goals, and by writing them down, they become reality. Refer back to them often. Make them real, because if they're just floating around your head, they'll never come to fruition. And if they do, it's really just because you're lucky, and no one's that lucky. So if you begin writing down your goals and then focusing on them on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis, setting short-term goals and long-term goals and then going after them, they are much more they're much more likely to happen. And let me be a little side note on goals. Goals don't need to be these crazy things. Like goals isn't, I'd like to become a millionaire or I want to become and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. They can be like, hey, one of my goals is to be able to have a conversation with my kid that lasts at least 10 minutes, talking about something they love without me judging them or thinking they're, I'm just going to have a conversation with my kid about it. A a goal might be, I want to go have ice cream with my wife at least twice this month, where we can just sit down and enjoy some delicious ice cream. Maybe I'll make that a goal for myself. So, Don't feel like goal setting has to be this thing that's only reserved for entrepreneurs or only reserved for people that are looking to change the world. No, goal setting is reserved for you because your goals are important to you. So go after them and make them happen. And guess what? Other people's goals don't have to be your goals. Other people's speed at which they work towards their goals don't need to be the speed at which you work towards yours. Focus on you, stay in your lane, write down your goals, put an action plan in place to make those goals happen. And then go after them with everything you've got. And make your goals, make your dreams a reality. And here's why we write down goals. And here's why we set goals. It's because you become a better person. The main reason for setting a goal is not to accomplish the goal. But in who you become in accomplishing it. Let me say that again for those of you in the back. The main reason for setting a goal is not to accomplish the goal. But rather, who you become in accomplishing it, in going after it, in making that goal a reality. Because yes, it's cool to have a million dollars, but I would rather be a million dollar person. Yeah, it's cool to have a great relationship, but I'd rather be a person that has great relationships. it's not about the goal itself, it's about who you become in the process. And that's what makes all the difference in the world. You can't change your destination overnight, but you can change some things. You can change the direction you're going. And when you begin setting goals, and you begin becoming a different version of yourself, one that grows, one that's better, one that's more effective one that loves others more, again, it's not about the destination. It's not about the big house or the nice car or the million dollars, or it's not about the big job. It's not about the really, like, it's not, it's about who you become in the process. What did you have to go through? The ups, the downs, the hardships, the struggle. Who did you become in the process? to become the person you are now. I heard this last week and I thought it was really good. If you remember past things that are embarrassing, past events that make you cringe, that's a good thing. It's because you have become a better version of yourself and that old self makes you cringe and feel embarrassed because you are now better. So take that on with confidence. Take that on that you going after your goals makes you a better person it's the process of becoming more and and, you know I what we talk about let me let me be clear on this because I don't always know who my audience is but let me be clear on this part because I think some people get weird I I'll, I'll use money as an analogy a lot of times because I I think that's a simple analogy for a lot of people to wrap their minds around let me be clear on this the quest for wealth isn't bad greed is bad and I heard this before, and I 100% agree, is money just makes you more of what you already are. So if you're a greedy, spiteful, mean person, money will just make you more greedy, mean, and spiteful. But if you're a loving, giving, caring person, money allows you to become more loving, caring, and giving. And maybe money isn't your goal. Maybe it's a certain job. Maybe it's relationships. But Enjoy the journey because it's who you become on the way towards your goal. You set goals to become a better person. And it's in becoming that person that makes all the difference in the world. Number five is time management. When it comes to time, you have two choices. Two things to suffer. Two pains. You can either have the pain of discipline, or you can have the pain of regret. And here's the thing about those two pains. The pain of discipline weighs ounces. The pain of debt, The pain of regret weighs tons. When it comes to time management in the day, there's many opportunities, many things that can draw our attention, many things that we can go after, do, that vie for who we are and what we're going to focus on. Many opportunities in the day, but only a few best opportunities. And the best opportunities, the best ones are the ones that align with your goals. And so you have to focus on your time management. Are you going to experience the pain of discipline of doing the thing, even though it's a little tough in the moment to do that thing and be disciplined to get it done? Are you going to go after the pain of regret where you don't use your time management, don't do the things you need to do and regret it later on? Because discipline sucks, but it only weighs ounces. The pain of regret is terrible. And I think this can happen a lot of times in life. The pain of discipline of eating the veggies and drinking the water and working out. The pain of discipline of tracking your finances and budgeting and saving. The pain of discipline of cultivating relationships and taking the extra time to make a call and taking the extra time out of your day to focus on the other person. But on the other end of that, there's the pain of regret. Not having the body or the health that you want. Not having the financial situation that you want. Not having the relationships you want. And I won't even get into the really bad versions of those. Bankruptcy, debt, divorce. The pain of regret weighs tons. But it's the pain of discipline that can make all the difference in the world. Now let me be clear on that. A little disclaimer here is that sometimes bad things do happen. It's not just because you weren't disciplined, that you lost all your money. Or just because you weren't disciplined, that you you your relationship fell apart. Or just because you weren't disciplined, you don't have the body. Sometimes other things are a factor. But I think if we really look at ourselves and really be honest with ourselves, most of the time, it's because we didn't experience the pain of discipline that we were loose with our time that we didn't focus on the things we needed to focus on the things that actually align with our goals. And therefore we experience the pain of regret. And so when it comes to your time management, I heard this the other day, I, I thought this was pretty good. It was as adults, there's, there's no such thing as free time, just procrastinating something that needs to be done. <laughs> that, that's it. As adults, we don't have free time. We're just procrastinating later. What, what needs to be done right now. <laughs> and, As much as that—that's funny—I think we have to focus on the things that need to be done today. What are the things that most align with your goals? Whether it be relationships, whether it be being the best husband, wife, parent, career-oriented, wealth-oriented, whatever it might be for you, and make sure that we're spending our times doing the things that align most with our goals, so that we can experience the joys that we can experience. The good things that we can experience all that comes with discipline in order to live our best life. Number six is finding people that will help you succeed. Surrounding yourself with people that align with your goals, align with your values and help you become the best version of yourself. Don't join an easy crowd. You won't grow. Go where the expectations and the demand to perform are high. People influence our destiny. Every association is either good, bad, or neutral. So you need to decide between those three associations, good, bad, or neutral, which do you need to disassociate with, which you need to have a limited association with, and which you need to expand the association with. I struggle with that word, association. It was easy to write on my notes, but a little harder to say. And sometimes this is tough, right? Jim Rohn says you become the five people you spend the most time with. And so you really have to look at your circle of influence, who you spend the most time with. And chances are, if you average out the five incomes of the people you spend the most time with, your income is probably about that about that. And if you average the five relationships of those people, your relationships are probably about that. And if you combine the five work ethics or combine the five whatever of those five people you spend the most time with, chances are you're about that. And so finding people that will help you succeed finding people that help you grow become the best version of yourself is important and sometimes this sucks right because every association is either good bad or neutral and we have to decide which of my associations that do i currently have in my life do i need to disassociate with that i need to stop spending time with this relationship is not serving me at all there's some people that we might need to have a limited association with that i spend a lot of time with now and i need to start limiting how much time i'm spending with them and there's other people that this person is helping me become a better person. By spending time with this person, I grow, I become more, and I need to expand that association. And sorting these people is really important. Because, you know, as much as I love my neighbor, I'm only probably going to talk to him a few minutes, right? There might be a few people that I spend a few minutes with, but I ain't going to spend an afternoon with. And there's other people that I might spend an afternoon with, but I'm not going to spend a whole day with. And there's other people I might spend a day with that I ain't spending a weekend with. And there's people that I have to spend a weekend with that I wouldn't spend a whole week with. And there's other people that I might spend a week with, but I'm not gonna go on a long term vacation or long term relationship with. So you need to figure out how those people go. Do I enjoy that conversation with my neighbor for a few minutes? Yeah, but I am not going on vacation with my neighbor, right? Because of who they are, and my neighbor's fine. I'm using it as an example. I have great neighbors, but you need to associate with those that help you grow and you need to disassociate or limit the relationships that are not helping you grow. And let me tell you guys from experience, this is a hard process because sometimes there's people in your life that rely on you, even though they shouldn't be. And that you feel like, well, they need me. But the best thing you can do is to disassociate or limit your association with them. And it might be friends, might be coworkers, you know, And there might be some people in your life, you're like, well, I can't stop being with this person for whatever reason. Well, then you need to limit your association with them and figure out ways to not be with them as much. It might be hard to disassociate completely with some people, but you might need to do it for your future self. Remember, the pain of discipline, the pain of limiting those relationships of disassociation weighs ounces, but it's the pain of regret that weighs tons. So, This can be a painful process, but look at the people in your life, not just the five that you spend the most time with, but look at all the people in your life and which relationships do you need to limit? Which relationships do you need to end? And which relationships do you need to expand so that they can further grow? And this is something you need to check often. And this is going to be tough because there's some people you might have been friends with for years and years and years and years that are not helping you at all. And you either need to end that relationship and just say, hey, This might not be a great thing for us to hang out as much anymore, or you just kind of distance yourself, or you figure out ways to limit that, set up boundaries, figure out. And again, this might sound hardcore. Is Kyle telling me that I need to not hang out with my friends anymore? Yes, that's what I'm telling you. There are some friends, some people you hang out with, some people you associate with that you need to stop. And there's other people in your life that you're not associating yourself enough with that you need to go spend more time with because they are making the biggest difference in your life towards the person you want to become. So am I telling you that you need to limit your friendships, limit your relationships and end some others? Hell yeah, you need to. And it will become the best thing ever. Is it hard? Hell yeah, but you need to. It will be the best thing you can ever do is limit the ones you need to limit end the ones you need to end and expand the ones you need to expand. Long term and sometimes even short term, that will be the best thing for you. It's hard, but I promise you it will be worth it. So find those in your life that you need to and figure out whether they're good, bad, neutral, limit some end others and expand the ones that really help you become the best version of yourself. All right, super excited for this brand new section because it is Q&A time, question and answer. These are questions from some of the listeners that have come up that they want to know. So, this is going to be a fun special section every week where we cover questions whether it be personal development or fitness or nutrition or whatever are on users' minds. So, super excited for this brand new Q&A section. Let's get into it. So, Question number one, my wedding is in two months. What are the best things I can do to lose weight for the big day? Great question. So here is my best advice when it comes to short-term fat loss, okay? And and I don't really like the term weight loss because weight loss could mean a lot of different things. You chop off your right leg, you lose some weight, right? No, we want fat loss on the body. We want to lower our body fat percentage while maintaining or even building our muscle. That should be your goal. Whether it's health or aesthetics, your goal should be fat loss while maintaining your muscle or even building your muscle. But this specific person, um, I don't know if they are already on a great nutrition fitness program or if they're not, but here would be a few things I would give as advice advice, very general advice without talking to them. Um, Because here's the thing, maybe I should say this about a lot of Q&A section is all questions are relative, right? It all depends on your specific situation. So these are gonna be very general guidelines. But if the wedding's in about 60 days, so two months, one of the best things you can do that let's say that's eight weeks. So it for shorter term fat loss, okay, is well, let's say this, ideally, you already got a good nutrition program so that you don't have to have like a a crash diet, right? Because what you don't want to be doing is yo-yo dieting. But assuming they're already doing a few good things, right? If you'd like some of that short term fat loss, you just need to make sure after the two months is over, you keep up on certain things. So obviously, resistance training is going to be one of the big ones. Okay. Number two is cardio. Number three is your macronutrients, nutrition wise. And then we've got a few extras. So let's let's start with number one of resistance training. The best thing you can do to burn calories, to burn fat, and maintain your muscles doing resistance training. Now, obviously, at the gym is a great way to do that. Doing your your core lifts, like uh, doing different versions of the shoulder press, chest press, squats, deadlifts. So like those are your four core exercises. Rows pull ups, any versions of those. So let's say, oh, I can't do a pull up. Well, you got the lat pull down, right? I don't do a deadlift. Well, I'll do a Romanian deadlift. Like do do a straight leg deadlift, do a, um, a bird fountain. Like there's lots of different things, You toe touchers. So, so know that there's variations, but you should be doing resistance training. And you really should be mixing up your resistance training. So maybe for the first four weeks, you do a little bit like heavier resistance training where you're doing one to six reps per set. And then for the last four weeks, you switch it up to you're doing more high reps where you're doing maybe four sets of 12 to 15 reps. So make sure you're switching up the resistance, but you definitely should be doing resistance training. And if you don't have access to the gym, you've got the basics of like push ups air squats, sit ups, like all the body weight stuff, but you need to be working your muscles. And here's what's great. If you're new to lifting, that's the best, right? If you can only do two push ups, going from two to four push ups, you just doubled your strength. And that's what you want to make sure you always want to do more reps. So if you can do 24 sets of 20 air uh, air squats, do five sets of 20, right? Or grab a little bit of weight and do the air squats like a goblet squat, but you want to be doing resistance training of some sort in order to prep for your wedding. Okay. Number two, um, we're gonna talk about cardio. Now, personally, I don't love cardio when it comes to fat loss and aesthetics as the main way someone's looking to lose fat. Um, and and because I, I think your body becomes too adaptive, right? Because here's how this works. The first time you run a mile, let's say you burn 100 calories, okay? Well, the next time you run the the mile, your body is like, well, I, I wanna become more efficient in the energy I use, and you might only burn 99 calories. And the next time you run the mile, you have to burn 98 calories. So in the short term, that can be really good for fat loss. And in fact, I would argue for specific short-term, cardio is the best way to lose fat. But the issue with that is when people use it as their only version and like they're going to the, the gym every day or they go to the treadmill or their elliptical or the bike and they're only doing that, the body becomes very adaptive because after a while you run the same mile every single day. You're not burning hundred calories anymore. You're only burning 30 calories. So now here's your options. You can increase it, right? So now I'm going to increase it to an hour and 15 minutes or an hour and hour and a half to burn the same hundred calories. But again, it continues adapting. And before you know it, you got people that are stuck. They've plateaued in their weight loss journey because, well, geez, do I have to do two hours, 90 minutes of cardio every single day just to lose fat? Well, yeah, because you're body became very adapted to the cardio. And is weightlifting similar? Yeah, like you have to increase the weights. But when it comes to weightlifting, it's so much more simple and time effective, because I don't have to spend necessarily any more time in the gym, I just have to up the weight a little bit, right? If I was squatting with 100 pounds, just to change the resistance to change the stimulus, I just have to increase it to 105. I don't have to spend an extra hour in the gym, just change it to 105 right? And at one point with cardio, like it just becomes too much where the body becomes too adaptive. And uh, that's why I don't recommend cardio for long-term fat loss or as the main way, what I like to do is similar to this gal uh, getting ready for her wedding is the last like four to six weeks before I'm going to go on vacation or before I need to go to the beach or look good for something. That's when I'll implement my cardio. So my body all of a sudden is like, I'm doing my regular weightlifting. I add in four to six weeks of cardio and boom, I drop fat like crazy while maintaining my muscle. But then as soon as I go on, the vacation go to the thing i'm then going to only use my nutrition and my resistance training as my main fat loss goal, because those two things I can manipulate a lot easier without spending 90 minutes, two hours on a treadmill, not fun. So one resistance training two cardio in the short term. So I'd recommend, I don't know, you can find a couch to 5k program, a couch to 10k program. You can find different programs out there, but something that you're going to do cardio for that for that eight or what well, yeah, eight weeks before you think. And then of course, third, I should have done this first, but nutrition is king. Okay, you got to make sure you're taking care of your nutrition. Okay. And here's the deal. At the end of the day, it's calories in versus calories out. You will lose fat. If you're making sure that you're uh, burning more calories a day than you're taking in. But we want to make sure our macros are set. So what I recommend is making sure you get a certain amount of protein in during the day. And this is my best advice for people. Make sure you're getting at least one gram of protein per pound of lean body mass. So for most women, this is going to be somewhere between 100 and 120 uh, grams per day and for most men this is going to be between about usually about 150 to 180 grams per day minimum okay and when you do that here's the rule i like to say eat your minimum number of protein so again let's say you're a female 100 grams male 150 grams eat your minimum number of protein and then just eat as clean as possible if you can hit your protein number every day and then just eat as clean as possible then you're going to be doing really well and Honestly, even when I say as clean as possible, that really includes like 80% of the deal. Like you can still enjoy some things and lose a good amount of body fat if you can hit your protein number 100 or 150 grams a day, maybe it's 120 and 180 grams per day, depends on yourself, but your lean body mass number, and then eat as clean as possible. Yeah, you might have a piece of cheesecake every once in a while, a cookie every once in a while, a glass of wine, a beer, maybe some of those things, but if you can just eat as clean as possible, then you're going to be able to get the results you're looking for. So resistance Training cardio for the last eight weeks and then making sure you get at least one gram of protein per pound of lean body mass and eat as clean as possible. And then the extras I would add in, walk as much as you can. The more you can get out, walking with your dog, walking with your fiance, walking any of that stuff, you'll be served very well. And get in the water. I would work your way up to drinking at least one gallon of water a day. For best results. But go slow. If you're only used to drinking 60 ounces, don't jump up to the 128. Go from 60 to 70 week one, 70 to 80 week two, 80 to 90, and so on and so forth. All right, question number two. I'm so tired! Exclamation point. What things can I do to increase my energy all day long? Great question. Um, number one, I'd say refer-backed to question number one, all the things I just mentioned, resistance training, getting some cardio in and eating clean is going to be the best thing you can do. Drinking all the water is the best thing you can do. Getting your vegetables is the best thing you can do. But I'm going to be honest, when it comes to getting energy throughout the day, I think there's two core things that uh, will help. Okay. Step one is check your caffeine. Okay, A lot of times people are like, drinking way too much caffeine and therefore it's not doing them anything anymore. So if you find yourself drinking way too much caffeine, I would recommend starting to peel back how much caffeine you're taking in so that when you actually do need it, it can be useful. So this was something I did a while back as I found myself drinking a lot of caffeine during the day. And so what I started doing is dropping it back and only drinking it right away in the morning and then before my workout. So it was most effective to wake me up. And Then right before my workout and all of a sudden my workout in my morning time was the best rather than sipping on caffeine all day long It worked best when I needed to so if you find yourself very tired throughout the day make sure you're uh, Limiting your caffeine and only getting it when you really need number two drink more water You're most likely dehydrated if you're tired all day long, so make sure to drink more water number three you need to get the right types of foods in, right? You need to be eating vegetables. You need to be eating fruits. You need to be eating proteins. You need to be getting your body the macronutrients it needs. You, you shouldn't be surviving on a Pop-Tart or a bagel or a donut. Of course, you're tired all day long. Get a good breakfast in. Get some eggs with peppers in it. At lunchtime, get some broccoli and chicken. Like, Get some rice. Get, get some of those good quality foods inside of your body. That's so important. And then last but not least, when it comes to energy, make sure you're getting enough sleep. Like freaking go to bed. I, I, I think there used to be this trend, especially in the entrepreneurship world, where it's like, you need to grind. You need to stay up till two in the morning and wake up every morning at 5 a.m. Yeah, screw that. Like that might work for some people. I don't think it does, but it might work for some people. But for the general public, like we need our sleep. Like you need at least seven, eight hours a night. Your individual body might need more. I find for myself, I definitely am someone that needs sleep. My body does not function as well with sleep. And so here's what you need to do. You have time to go to sleep. Quit wasting your time doing dumb things. Like don't watch Netflix until midnight. Don't watch and stay up like browsing Instagram or TikTok or browsing memes until all hours of the night. Start shutting down things at nine o'clock, go to bed by 10 and get the sleep you need to be the most effective. You're probably tired all day because your body's tired. So quit staying up all night doing dumb things and actually go to bed. Thanks so much for listening to the Q&A section, guys. Um, Make sure in the show notes, get connected with me on Facebook and Instagram. Drop me a question that you'd like to see featured on the show. Uh, Make sure you drop a question that you would like answered. And uh, you might hear it here in the Q&A section. And that is the first six pillars of the 12 pillars by Jim Rohn with a couple little antidotes by yours truly. So guys, thank you so much for listening to part one of this episode. Thank you for uh, all those that submitted the q and uh, well, the questions for the q and a. I hope you guys enjoyed the new little beginning section when I talk a little bit about what's going on in life. Um, I believe we're going to be dropping part two on Memorial Day, so we kind of have a two-day split on when those are dropped, but you kind of get a double feature there between Sunday and Monday. So look forward to seeing that episode um, a little bit later this week or when you listen to this Um, probably tomorrow. This will be released Sunday, so uh, Monday. Uh, You'll see that one released on Memorial Day, so you'll have kind of an extra special one there. And um, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, if you have not subscribed, please subscribe. Um, In the show notes is my Facebook and Instagram if you want to connect there. We're always looking for new questions for our new question and answer section. Um, And with that, guys, I love you. I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you guys have a great Memorial Day weekend. And uh, hopefully uh, all this craziness ends soon, and we can start hanging out all together again and and just uh, loving life and loving summer. So have a great day and have a great week, everybody.